Words are amazing emissaries, but can also be vicious detractors. We can build bridges or blow them apart all by joining letters, words, and sentences together. A young lady from Malaysia chose a college far from her homeland. She chose this college because of its Christian values. The first Sabbath she was there, the people at church invited her to a potluck. The young lady was appalled that church members would take their luck with pot. She later discovered it was the sharing of a meal and not a free-for-all drug fest. This was a true story. Jesus knew how to use his words so all people could understand the gospel. He told stories with metaphors that even the foreigner could understand. Perhaps to reach more of the world, we need to translate out of Christianese and speak like Jesus did to all people with an understanding of where they are. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. I'm Alarise Colley and this is Sabbath School University. Hi guys. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for being here today. No problem. My buddies in the seminary. Now, I want you to introduce yourselves, your name, where you're from, and tell me something interesting about your country. All right, so I guess I'll begin. Uh, my name is Jeremy Jones. I am uh, I'm from Brampton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, it's a mm -hmm. place, it's just a suburb that's outside of Toronto. Um, so many people know the, the major city of Toronto. Something interesting about where I'm from, I would say it's very multicultural. Um, you can find someone of every, pretty much any race, every cultural background uh, when you're in uh, my city, Brampton, when you're in Toronto, especially. Um, so Bahamians too? Yeah, That's everyone, good. man. Caribbeans. I'm, I'm Jamaican background too, so a lot okay. of Jamaicans there. So, yeah. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah. Hi, my name is Paula Hanau. Um, I was born in the Dominican Republic. However, I've been in the United States for 20 years almost. What it's interesting, well, I feel like I'm from both nations, so. About the Dominican Republic, I love the people are very friendly, very embracing in America. It's just a beautiful place. Hi, I'm David Atari. I'm from New York, and I would agree with Jeremy that America is also like Canada in that it's a melting pot and it's very diverse culturally, and um, pretty much anything can happen. Um, people can be either enthusiastic and, and, uh, and, and build their careers or they can just be, you know, laid back and enjoy life and, and that's fine too. Nice. Okay. Well, before we get into the lesson, I'm going to ask Paula to pray for us and then read the scripture. Okay. So I will do my prayer in Spanish first and okay. then I will read the scriptures in English. Okay. Let us pray. Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos, santificado sea tu nombre, Padre. Padre, gracias te damos por todas las bendiciones que a diario tú nos das. Gracias por esta oportunidad de estar aquí, de compartir tu palabra, tu evangelio con, con muchas personas a través de este programa alrededor de todo el mundo. Te pido que tu Espíritu Santo esté aquí con nosotros y que seas tú que hable a través de nosotros, Padre. Y que lo que podamos hablar aquí 
pueda trabajar en los corazones de, de muchas personas que están mirando este programa. Gracias por estar con nosotros. Gracias por amarnos y, y gracias por Jesús y el Espíritu Santo, Padre. En el nombre de Jesús oramos. Amén. Amen. Okay, today's scripture is found in Isaiah 56, verse 7. And it says, These I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Okay. So I love this lesson for the week. It was talking about discipling the nations. And all of us were from different countries, the Bahamas, Jamaica, slash Canada, etc., etc. And um, we're talking about going out and making disciples of all nations or discipling people, right? So what do you understand about the mission of making disciples? Um, well, I'll start off here. I think uh, as a church or, um, or just in general, uh, a lot of focus is more on the spiritual needs of making disciples, teaching them the basics of the gospel, uh, basics of the Bible, etc. But I feel there needs to be a more um, holistic ministry when it comes to it. We don't just need to focus on the scripture itself, but what are the needs of the people? Are they hungry? Uh, do they need to be clothed? Do they need housing and whatnot? Mm -hmm. So I feel uh, that is a, a main focus that we need to take. Um, I've been reading a book, uh, I'm taking a class called Christian Needs. Um, in the, in the community, even Christian responses to human needs, sorry. And uh, it's basically saying uh, that it's been said more time that Jesus uh, spent more time, you know, meeting needs instead of preaching. So I think we kind of have to look at that when we're going about our uh, uh, making disciples. We really have to look at the needs, how we can meet them. And then, you know, once they accept that, we can, you know, that opens the door to ministry. Um, so I'll also comment on that, that um, I was reading in some of the verses uh, for the lesson study, and um, in Isaiah, and then in Micah and Jonah, there's this continual that God's not just trying to reach the people within a certain community, but He's trying mm -hmm. to reach all nations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with what both of you guys have said, um, but to me it seems like discipling all nations also means to have them build a relationship with Christ. Amen. That's the main focus for me, and meeting their needs. But meeting their needs, it's not going to save them. It's not going to take them to heaven, which is the whole purpose of discipling them, helping them to to build that special relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think once you have that connection with God, all the other stuff just kind of follows right after. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, what do you think hinders our mission to all nations? That's a really great question. What hinders? our reaching out to all nations. Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes we can be too focused on ourselves and meeting our needs and sustaining ourselves instead of focusing what is it that Christ has commissioned us to do? What what does God needs us to do? I think that's one of the, the main things. Okay, so you're yeah. saying when we focus on ourselves, mm -hmm. it's not possible or it hinders us, I should say, from being able to look at other people and minister to them. Right, because mm -hmm. we're focusing on what our needs are, my mm -hmm. needs, mm -hmm. not the needs of Jer Jeremy right here. <laughs> what does Jeremy need from me to, so I can help him become a disciple of Christ? So it's looking at Paula instead right. of looking at Jeremy. Right, okay. and, and another important thing is also that before we can disciple anyone, we have to become disciples ourselves uh, first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very true, very true. Good point. Um, I guess just to add on to that as well, um, 
I feel, well, I, I can take my church in, uh, as an example back in Toronto. Um, just the, the community, sometimes uh, with the SDA church, we tend to just focus on our members. And um, the, the surrounding community may not really know exactly who we are, what we do. Um, so I feel it's definitely something that we have to reach outside of our comfort zone. It's mm -hmm. perfectly wonderful to go to church, eat lunch at church. Potluck. Yeah, mm -hmm. potluck in church, <laughs> AY in church. Basically, we're all in church for the whole Sabbath, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, that is good. Of course, fellowship is wonderful. But I feel to add on to that, um, if we look at the example of Jesus, he taught in the synagogue, but then he did work. He reached mm -hmm. someone else on the Sabbath. So not even just on the Sabbath, but many other examples of him reaching out outside of um, I know, the, Jew the Jewish community. So I feel um, we got to follow that example and not just stay within our comfort zone, but we really need to reach out, you know, mm -hmm. talk to everyone, even yes. people who may be considered, you know, like weird in the community. <laughs> I say that in quotations because, you know, it's that they're not quite normal. Right. I don't really know if anyone's normal. Um, but uh, <laughs> okay. to, to, in society's <laughs> eyes, you know, uh -huh. there's normal and then there's I people guess. who are on the outskirts. Mm -hmm. We really need to go out to the outskirts. That's mm -hmm. what Jesus did. He didn't just stay with people who are regular. He was really chilling with, um, you know, those who are destitute, poor, mm -hmm. prostitutes. Mm -hmm. Do we do that as a church? Yeah. We need to do more of that is what I'm saying. And I like what you said that, you know, fellowshipping and those activities in the church are important mm -hmm. because are, are. we can't go out if we're not united. True, true. So mm -hmm. it's having a balance between going in, I mean, staying in and fellowshipping, but also yes. going out. balance. Balance mm -hmm. is key. Yeah. <laughs> I was also, um, I was going with what, what both Paul and Jeremy said that, um, we have to be outward, uh, outreaching to our community. We can't just be focused on what we need to do. We have to remember the purpose and the call. is not just to, we, we need to get right, and then we need to help other people get right too. Um, I was taken to the text in Matthew where it talks about this, we're the salt of the earth, right? We're, we're supposed to go out and be a light. And so our job doesn't just reside with fixing ourselves, but... God can actually do the work in us as we help other people too. Mm -hmm. so. and, you know, I'm thinking as I'm, I, I thought about the lesson for this week, the term making disciples, hmm. you know, it almost seems like you're trying to, or maybe I'm wrong, almost seems like, you know, if you're not careful, you're trying to go out and make people the way you are. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that's a challenge or something that we have to be careful of? Uh, I definitely think so um, because... We're not supposed to be making people into copies of... Little Jeremy's. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I know. I, I do one day want to have a little Jeremy. Um, God will bless me with that one day. Uh, but uh, we're really supposed to be um, showcasing the Jesus in us and not mm -hmm. our personalities to anyone else. So mm -hmm. I feel that we really got to keep that in mind and really focus on Jesus and not focus on like mm -hmm. our human abilities or what we're um, portraying. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that also. Um, maybe instead of saying making disciples, facilitating discipleship mm -hmm. might be a, a better way to better say term. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that's really what we're doing. In reality, we are sharing the message. It is God who does the transforming through True. the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So we are facilitating, but not really doing the I making like of a disciple. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good to, um, to remember that God leads each of us in a different way because mm -hmm. it's His purpose. So if we're all trying to be the same, then, you know, the message might not go to certain places in the world mm -hmm. that God wants it to. Yeah, and just, just to add quickly, um, we were talking about multiculturalism. If we look at just the world itself, mm -hmm. everyone's not the same. 
So we can't expect the people that we go to to be just like us, you know what I mean? So we got to have that multicultural mindset uh, mm -hmm. when we go out and just remember that what works for you might not might necessarily not work. in another country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is true. Yeah. Even in the Bahamas, um, ministry looks different depending on which island you're from or which mm -hmm. community you're from. So mm -hmm. it's very diverse. Yeah. Now, Scripture talks about our mission in terms of reaching the world. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 20 to 24. Dave, if you can read that for us. Sure. And I'll be reading from the New King James. Okay. So, then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. Hmm. Okay. And can someone read Luke chapter 4, verse 25 through 30? All right. I got that one lined up. Um, I'm reading from the NIV. Uh, I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath, in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up and drove him out of the town, and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built, in order to throw him down the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Okay, and finally, John chapter 10, verse 16. Okay, I guess I'll have that one. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. Okay, so what jumps out at you with these passages? In terms of discipleship and, and reaching other nations. Well, when I read Matthew eleven twenty, the one thing that stood out for me is that we need to go and reach out to where the needs for the gospel is right now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can be a little too comfortable and concentrated, concentrated on our efforts, but there's already a lot of work being done. Mm -hmm. We need to go where there's not as much work being done. Mm -hmm. But also reading um, John ten sixteen here, mm -hmm. the one thing that jumped out at me is that God has many people that he's trying to reach mm -hmm. out there outside of my church, my denomination, or any other Christian denomination, there are so many people that God is trying to reach that, may not, that are not Christians yet, mm. that don't know the God that we know, the, the loving and kind God. So He has so many people out there that, that He wants to save. And I think it's also showing His compassion for yes. other people and His hope that His children, or those of us who understand and know the mm -hmm. truth, will have that similar compassion for other people. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's a good point. Yeah, I, um, I would say that um, Jesus, we can see from these texts that um, Jesus tried to reach the people within uh, the community of uh, the, Jew, you know, the Jewish community at the time. And um, 
And a lot of them didn't accept him. They didn't have faith in him. And he rejected them. And, but at the same time, he tells us that there's other people outside of the community. So we could bring this into our lives and say that, you know, there's people in the church that may be in the church that may not be hearing the word. Hmm. And so we in the church, we need to be, you know, aware of that and make sure that we hear what God is actually trying to tell us. Um, and not just looking for what we think he wants. Um, and also remember that there's other people um, who God wants to also bring into the church. So we, at the same time, going back to the uh, bringing in the fold and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and witnessing outside of our boundaries, um, Jesus is in favor of that. And he recognizes that there are people out there that need to know. So, mm-hmm. And just even uh, with the verses I, I read re- uh, previously, um, Again, the people who are on the inside, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly why they weren't cleansed in this um, situation, but per, someone from the outside was really reached out to. Um, so I feel, again, it's kind of it's just um, summarizing what they said previously. We got to look on the outside, but at the same time, um, we can't forget the people inside who still need mm. our, our, um, our help as well. Okay. So is yeah. it that balance between in-reach and outreach, maybe? Amen. <laughs> the, the, it seems like the, the, the theme right now is balance. Balance. Holistic. Everything. Balance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm also thinking about what happened at Pentecost. Um, you know, they were all waiting for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Um, what was so amazing about this particular event? What was so amazing? Hmm. The one thing that seems amazing to me, it's how the people were together, mm. praying, seeking God, and they were just there patiently as Jesus, Jesus told them to wait here until the Holy Spirit comes mm-hmm. upon you, and then you'll be able to do all this wonderful work that I want you to do for me. And they were there united, waiting on the Lord, praying, asking for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I find most amazing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I like what you started off with, uh, with saying by the weight. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, as we said before, if we're going to be making disciples, we have to begin by being right ourselves. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, yes. I don't know if we, in our spiritual walk, if we really wait to hear what God is trying to say to us. Mm-hmm. Um, like even our Bible studies, like we might be rushing in to do our studies and rushing out really before we really hear what God is saying to us. So I feel that uh, we really have to wait and, you know, and see who God is, you know what I mean? In our Bible studies, uh, in our, whatever, whatever our plans are, we got to wait and hear what God is trying to tell us. Mm-hmm. And once we hear that word clearly, then we'll be able to go out and, and spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, another point that you touched on was unity. That yeah. um, they were sitting there waiting and they were together and they're in unity. And um, it's important not to fight against each other. And to realize, going back to what we had said earlier, that the Holy Spirit leads each of us differently. So, um, so if we just acknowledge that and we don't try to compete with our brother and we say, well, God's leading him and God's leading me. And then we we wait, we listen for the spirit and we come together in unity. And that's how the Holy Spirit works. That's how I I would say. And even with the the story of Pentecost, they were all from different nations or many of them were from different nations and countries, but they were able to come together and be united. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was also with the the element or the component of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So that's important as well for unity. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit yes. is definitely needed for unity. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. Well, unity does not mean that we should be thinking alike. Mm-hmm. 
or the mm -hmm. same way. It just means we should be united in Christ and mm -hmm. His desire and what He's trying to do, mm -hmm. which is really to share the message of His love because mm -hmm. that's what the gospel is. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and I'm also thinking about the story of the Good Samaritan, you yeah. know, this, this person that reached out to someone from a different nation. What do you think about that? Um, that's just a clear example of what we're supposed to be doing. Like, we shouldn't just be focusing on those who are... I guess we should um, take out all cultural, um, I guess, negativity. Mm. Um, whatever negative thoughts you might have over another culture, even extending outside of culture. Um, the thoughts of people who may be outcasts in society, drug mm -hmm. addicts, prostitutes, mm -hmm. really just mm -hmm. gotta, you know, push that all aside and just really focus on what is the root of the matter. Like, we're supposed to be helping people. Um, in the beginning, Adam and Eve two people. So that means like all of us are an extension of Adam and Eve. <laughs> Though we're many different cultures, we're still mm -hmm. brothers and sisters. We're related. We're flesh and blood, right? Uh, so we're related through Adam and Eve, uh, related through God. So really when we look at anyone else in the world mm -hmm. that we come into contact with, we should really see them as our brother mm -hmm. and sister. You know what I mean? Sorry. And I like what you brought out in terms of um, prostitutes or, or different groups of people. Yeah. It's not just different nations or nationalities. Nope we have walls and divisions even within our own societies. Mm -hmm. This type of person, that type of person, and we don't connect as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I like what Jeremy was saying. Um, when you see a person, we shouldn't look at it as a different person from us. Mm -hmm. We all come from the same creator, Adam, through Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. God created us all. But we are different. I mean, look at Jeremy. He's different. <laughs> look at Dave. We all look different. Look at you. We all look different in a certain way, yet... We come from the same cre creator who is so creative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, he has so much diversity. So, um, I also, another angle I was thinking about was um, on this story of the Good Samaritan is that um, the people that are in the church, they were the ones walking by and not helping. And then the, Good Sam the Samaritan, who was sort of the outcast from society, um, he was the one that helped. So... I was thinking that another way we could look at it is that instead of looking at looking down on people because they're not part of us, hmm. still hold them to a higher level, and you know if hmm. they can do good things as well. The Good Samaritan did more than the people that were in the church. Hmm. So I think if we if we mm -hmm. look at people and say, you know, instead of condemning them or judging what they're doing. Try to see them for who they are, mm -hmm. and then allow them to do whatever it is they do. Yeah. And even just going back to the, uh, to add on to Dave's point, going back to the Adam and Eve story, like Adam was created from dirt. So, you know, really. <laughs> so like we're if, all dirt. <laughs> no, really. Like, I, I don't think anyone should, yeah, anyone should really think highly of themselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we were all started out as dirt. So everyone, you know, we really got to just, and we're only something when God sculpted us and when God put mm -hmm. us in his hands mm -hmm. so we really got to see that example and not really think of anyone else as you know of ourselves as higher than anyone else yeah. mm. yeah. so part of the process of, tr of being a disciple in order to reach other people is to humble ourselves definitely mm. sure. yeah. Yeah. so 21st century you're all working with different churches we have to as part of TFE as well <laughs> <laughs> our theological field education here yeah. in the seminary so what does outreach to a community look like? If there's a way where we can uh, pull the community or see if there's a specific need, uh, if it's homelessness mm -hmm. in one community, maybe another community might be, um, there's a lot of single mothers and they might need diapers. 
you know, mm -hmm. a, a need can look very different. So I think we really need to find some way to pull the community, see what the specific need is. And then mm -hmm. after that, then we can go meet it. And I feel like once that bridge is met, uh, made, uh, people are comfortable with the church and the mm -hmm. community. They mm -hmm. see people interacting with the people in the community as well. Once that happens, I feel spreading the word is going to be much easier than just trying to go out with the word first and not really meeting people's needs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a good point. To add to that, I, was, um, I would say that we, we should go out and be in intentional about reaching strangers, um, doing kind acts to people, and uh, showing the love of God, not just mm -hmm. to our friends and family, but people that wouldn't expect it. And then in that way, we can, we can share... Uh, the bigger picture of, of what mm. God's about. I agree with what both of you have said. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that we, we may need to look at ourselves. And when we, when we look at ourselves and we realize that our great need of Christ and what He has done for us, it's kind of like, I can't just keep this to myself. Mm -hmm. I, I want my neighbor who I don't speak to mm -hmm. <laughs> to, to know this as well. So, but how do we get to, to, the to share that with the neighbor? Well, we get to know the neighbor. That's what Jesus did. He got to know all of the people in the community where he mm -hmm. was. And you get to know them, find out who they are and what they like. And as Jeremy was saying, what are their needs and what is the need? Of, mm -hmm. And you can do the same thing with the community. Get to know the community. What are the kinds of people that live there? I know that here in, in America where we live, our communities are, are very diverse mm -hmm. from nations from all over the world. And you can get to know who, what the population is, mm -hmm. what are the needs and all that. What, what's the age of the population as well? Mm -hmm. Because I don't think we would do the same approach with adult people as we would do with young people. Mm -hmm. no, and I'm liking what I'm hearing because what you're saying is that discipleship is not just going to someone and necessarily just giving them a Bible study. Discipleship, like you're, you're saying, is meeting the needs of people. Yeah, man. So you got to meet their spiritual needs, physical needs, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, emotional needs mm -hmm. too. 21st century ministry. For sure. Now, very quickly, John chapter 12, verse 25, tells us about the, the cost of discipleship. Can someone quickly read that for me? John chapter 12, verse 25. As we're talking about going out in the community, etc., we're putting ourselves out there, right? And this is not this is not an easy task. So, what does it tell us about the cost of discipleship? Um, I got it. Again. Very cool. <laughs> whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for e for all eternal life. Hmm. So, what is that saying about the cost of discipleship? Um, so, I would say that. Cost of discipleship, there is a cost involved, you know. God wants us to leave what maybe our desires and expectations were and to follow Him. Um, mm -hmm. But the, at the same time, we can't just think of it as going and selling everything we have because that's what we want to do. We have to wait mm -hmm. for God to give us instruction. And it's really about obedience, mm -hmm. you know, when, when God tells us what He needs. It's about, you know, coming, being obedient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also just to add, um, I don't really know, I don't think there is a, uh, we're, not, we're not losing anything once we go with God. Like if, mm. we're, if we're focused on the life and the, 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 thing, the physical things that we have on earth, uh, the money, etc., 
um, I could see like uh, we shouldn't be focusing on that. But once we go with God, we're getting life more abundantly. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we're not losing anything by doing mm -hmm. this work of God. Thank you guys so much for being here today. I could stay for another hour and talk, but we have to go. <laughs> so if you would like to join in the discussion, visit our Facebook page off the link on our website at www.sabbatschoolu.org. That's www.sabbatschool.org. For Sabbath School University, I'm Alarise Colley. We'll see you next week.